Hello and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins. I have the really special privilege of being here with TJ Mars, who is the creator of youarelaw.org. And uh, I've been, I actually met you in the Choose Freedom Law Summit uh, uh, chat. I was so excited. It's like, is mm -hmm. that, is that the TJ Mars? Because <laughs> uh, you have a good reputation. I have no D before the name. It's just TJ Mars. There you or go. TJ. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt or anything, but uh, <laughs> just, just that your name has been going around and, uh, and you, you have a really good reputation. I know you're connected with, with, um, Jurisdictionary and Dr. Frederick Graves. You guys have worked together in the past who I've hosted here. Yes. And uh, so I just hit the Rockfin button, by the way. So I'm going to put a link if anybody wants to jump over to a uncensored platform. Then you're most welcome over there. So far, I'm uh, working along on Facebook and and YouTube. Uh, I'll just say hello to JB is in the chat already. Hello, Kenneth Duane is here. Ian McDonald, excellent. Glad to see you here. Wits and Whispers says uh, that you are his absolute favorite non-lawyer lawyer to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's I actually said that on my business card. You should say that on your business card. There you go. Exactly. I'm a non-bar club member. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt that's actually a really important factor. So uh, I'll just say a little bit about you, if you don't mind, TJ, from your bio here. We're, we're going to be talking about the business of law, how to stop volunteering and get your freedom back. And over the past 25 years, TJ has helped hundreds of individuals in handling their own legal matters and participated and coached in over 300 real estate transactions in uh, his work in that field. He's also, he's also, uh, he also holds professional certifications in securities, insurance. Uh, he's certified in jurisdictionary, which is a self-help law training course that you guys are probably familiar with. And I have a link below in my show notes to that course as well. We found it helpful for sure. And he's consulted and taught many attorneys in his alternative approaches, which is really cool. I would love to hear more about that. And, uh, and was a decorated U.S. Naval Intelligence Officer during the Iran-Iraq War and Cold War periods. Uh, you've authored two books, multiple courses in real estate invent investing, finance, asset protection, information marketing, and e-commerce, contributed to other uh, publications as well. And in the last 10 years, developed a ministry on how to avoid becoming a victim in the for-profit legal system. That's we will get deep into today. So now he spends his time with family, speaking internationally, teaching online, and helping his students and members succeed in their lives by freeing themselves from voluntary tyranny and contract slavery. So welcome, TJ. It's really awesome to have you here. It's a pleasure being here, Beth. I really appreciate the invitation. Really do. Very good. So should we jump in and just start talking about what that means, the business of law, the for-profit courts? Uh, you and I talked just for a couple of minutes beforehand about, you know, are all the lawyers and judges and courts corrupted? What are we dealing with here? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's like in this world today, everything is divisive. Everything is either or. And I tend to say, wait a minute, there's probably a little bit of both. And that's just sort of living in the real world, right? I mean, there's a lot of bad things. There's a lot of corruption. I think there is, there's definitely inherent corruption in the system. Uh, and I say that because it is driven by money. I mean, if you didn't keep the courts full, would the bailiff, the judge, the clerk, and all the lawyers have a job? If you didn't design a system to keep it full. So we have a Congress here in the U.S. particularly 
that passes a lot of laws that pretty much guarantees the courts are going to be full all the time. And who passes the laws? Lawyers. You know, yes. I mean, so so from that point of view, it's kind of obvious that it's a for-profit system and everybody's helping each other out. And of course, it gets deeper than that. Obviously, everybody's a politician is is bought into office. It's just a fact. You can't get there unless you got the money. And most people don't have the money themselves. So they got to go somewhere else. So it is inherently from the word go from the foundation uh, for profit. It also gets all the way back to much deeper roots. I mean, even into the formation of the Bar Association and the British Crown. I don't spend too much time on that. But the reality is there's plenty of you, that you can read about that. It is true that it is foundationally. These are people are are mostly agents for a foreign jurisdiction, which is prohibited in our Constitution, but it's allowed by custom. And so the only way they can get in, get us involved and get this into their system is if we volunteer. They can't force it on it. People think I'm being forced to do this. I'm being forced to do that. I said, no, you're always being you're volunteering. You know, if you get that driver's license and you get a ticket, you volunteered for the license. It's a contract. That's so that's what I'm getting at. They've designed a system for us to volunteer our way in and it's profitable for everybody every step of the way. And who's paying the price? You and I. The people. I mean, we're the ones that create the energy that produces the dollars that pays for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They understand it's kind of like in the Matrix. They said they turned you into one of these, the Ever Ready battery. Remember that? Mm -hmm. That movie was really, really telling the truth about what things are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I missed the movie. Red machine. Okay. Yeah. Cog in the machine for sure. And so can you give us some examples of what volunteering looks like? You, you use the, the driver's license, you go sign off and you don't read sure. all the fine details. Yeah. Well, people argue all the time that, you know, you have to have a blue ink signature by two parties to have a contract. And by no definition, if you look in the book of, hang on a second. <laughs> Sorry, I always have audiovisual aids, but if you have a book on contracts like this, mm -hmm. uh, Here, fourth me... edition by Blum, I recommend everybody get a copy of this. Contracts, fourth edition, Brian Blum. Okay, the reason I like it is because sometimes you need to get very simple explanations as to what a contract is. Can and you hold it up one more time? The banner was in the way of... Say again? Can you hold it up one more time? The banner sure. was in the way. There you go. Contracts, fourth edition by Brian Blum. Thank you. Yeah. And I use this a lot because I'll look up terminology in here. And this is really, to me, one of the, the guides of, 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 I also use Black's Law Dictionary and so forth. But um, everything we're doing is by our consent. Um, they are very good at getting you to consent. You know, you walk into the bar, you state a name that isn't even yours. But by when you walk in, and now you've, you've accepted whatever they're going to do. But its acceptance is a contract process. You have to accept for a contract to go into effect. And you don't have to sign it. Do I have to sign? Like if I order food at a restaurant, do I have to sign a contract? No, I accept the terminology and the terms and sitting there, I'm going to behave and I'm going to order. I'm going to pay. Your actions actually are your consent. You know, when we're arrested in the United States, they say everything you say and do will be used against you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we I'm start talking. I want to repeat that your actions are your consent. Yes. Because people are, are under this illusion. I have, I have a good friend. I'm not calling him out. I'm trying to help him. But, uh, you know, so as far as he's concerned with a lawyer in a situation I was mentioning quickly before, 
you know, in a dispute with with the child whether the four year old should be jabbed or not. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of insane, crazy. But yes. uh, but as far as he's concerned, he's not contracting. But he has accepted the the first level of paperwork. So is is that it? Would you consider that he has contracted? In fact, sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. See, all children in, in the United States and Canada, you know, we're born and we're given a birth certificate. Well, the birth certificate creates an estate. It's like it actually creates a DBA doing business as entity. And we all have one. And I, I'm not one of the people who says, oh, get rid of your birth certificate. It's all poison. It's all deadly. I said, no, you just don't understand how to operate your business. It's a business. But so you go in there and you start saying, well, that's me instead of that's just an entity and I manage it. It's like my I'm managing a business. It's not me. Well, by even operating under that name and not properly addressing that issue when it comes up, you're assenting to, assenting, going under, that assumption they have, that presumption that you are going to take liability for whatever happened here. So when you get that birth certificate and then you go register your kid in school, register is to create an interest in something. They own a piece of you. Well, they, these, these guys are very clever. They understand the Bible. Romans chapter 13, mm-hmm. render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, pay the tax to the person whose face is on the coin. But what I believe what that really was saying is if you take the benefit, like register, you give an interest in you, they own a piece of you, now you're their property and they can tax you. Just how property tax works as well. You never actually get titled. You keep you give the county a piece of it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they can tax their own property. They can't tax you. They can tax their own property. But we make ourselves theirs by virtue of this basic system they've set up. Mm-hmm. And then we assent and consent to it every step of the way. Instead of saying, well, that's not actually me. Or is that really me? You know, and then you say, well, I'm only here to accept and resolve the account. I'm not here to get involved in your business here. Stuff like that. You really have to separate yourself like a third person and operate like a business person does their business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at it. Nice. This is an interesting comment. So we are Caesar in those regards, every one of us, until we volunteer. Does that make sense to you or do you agree with that? I think that's an interesting way to put it, but I think it'd be better to say when we agree to accept Caesar's benefit, then we become a piece of his and he can tax us and put regulations on us, bring us into his court. So Caesar is the, the government, if you will. Uh, we decide whether we want to be one of his or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, God says you can be you can be God's or you can be Caesar's. You can't be both at the same time. And most people go in there saying, "I'm a man, and I'm a I walk on the land, and I'm a glow in the dark sovereign." And you know, if I jump <laughs> off a cliff, I won't hit the ground. Well, that's not how it really is. Your actions yeah. are going to determine who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tell people, you can have the best paperwork in the world, and we do some things with paperwork, but if you don't act accordingly. You don't understand who you are in relationship to what's going on. It's just a contract. That's why they go into these admiralty courts. It's doing business. Every mm-hmm. time you're in court, you're doing business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a debate with a lawyer once who was um, helping me in a case. And he started telling me that you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And I said, wait a minute. What about negotiating? And he goes, oh, this isn't a negotiating. I said, no, everything here is a contract. He goes, oh, no, it's not. Don't, don't go in there saying that stuff. And I said, no, I'm not going to say that but I'm going to act as if it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, now keep your, keep your mouth shut and watch. And I was, you know, I was scared to death, but I, I knew I kept that one thought in my mind. 
And by the time we were done, I negotiated something with that court and that judge. And the lawyer said, I've never seen anybody walk out of here with that kind of a deal. I said, because I treated everything as if it's a negotiation. I didn't say negotiation. I just acted accordingly. And the judge agreed. And I had my I had followed their procedures. That's very important. People think I don't have to follow any of their stuff. They're they're the sinful, you know, they're evil. I'm like, no, no, no. These are people who do things a certain way. They do have a certain custom. You can get what you want if you know how to put them back under your control. See, the judge is actually your servant. But if you don't act like you know that, he takes over. You act a fool, you'll be treated as a fool. Right, right. Yeah, and, and this seems to be, to me, a huge theme ongoing in this world that, uh, you know, we are... Sometimes they say affectionately imbeciles and infants and, yes. you know, especially here in Canada, this is a brand new wake up after five decades of my life, just beginning to look into law as the pandemic hit, knowing that things were off the charts in the law field. And so, yeah, if you can't demonstrate basic self-responsibility and knowledge and uh, and and negotiate like an adult and, and you're acting out and getting all emotional and all of that kind of thing then the courts are going to treat you differently than if you come in and you have all your they have a duty to mm -hmm. they have a Say duty to that. step in the court's only purpose is to resolve an unresolvable situation now, if the parties can't resolve it first and they can't go through the proper procedures of resolving it before they come to the court then they should don't belong in court or they, they belong in court because they can't resolve it it's actually this follows matthew 18 verse 15 16 and 17. I wish I had a copy of it here, but I can quote it to you basically. I can also uh, pull it up. If you have a dispute with your brother, go to him first. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many people come to me and say, oh, I'm going after the governor. I said, well, wait, did you even talk to the guy? Sometimes, did you ever talk to the prosecutor? I've had people go to the prosecutor after I've spoken with them and they want to go to court and fight him and did it. I'm like, no, did you just talk to him? Say, what is the best we can work out? And you'd be amazed how often you can get something worked out much better by not going to court and trying to embarrass them. Why would they help you if you're trying to embarrass them? Exactly. See, it's just a spiritual thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so then if you can't resolve it, 16 is essentially you bring a second witness, which essentially means you give notice through a public. And today that means giving notice through some sort of public means like certified mail or uh, give a notice to come to court. And then finally, if they won't resolve it with you, then you go to court. That's kind of what it says. It says, and you can treat them like a tax tax collector. God didn't like tax collectors either. And um, it depends which version of the Bible you read, but that's generally what it says. Okay. So the point is, is it's a procedure. It's I call it. It's the model for current legal system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's also, uh, I think, 525 also gets into some of this about how to act and how to proceed. Now, listen, I don't care whether you believe in the Bible or not. But this thing's been sitting around for over 2,000 years. Almost all legal systems are built on it as a foundation. Then they don't quote the Bible, but they, as I said, I said, your actions are more important. They act like it's, it's, it's there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they Do write the right... procedures as if it's there. Mm, nice. Do I have the right one here? Is this I what you said? So. Matthew, I'm looking Matthew carefully here. 16. Yeah. If you go down to 16, 15, mm -hmm. um, Peter answered to you, Matthew 18. Maybe Matthew 18. Yeah, this doesn't look right. 15. Oh, yeah, Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not it. But it's amazing when you look at these words, you go, oh my gosh, there's the instructions. And you know what I found is mm -hmm. people skip around and skip ahead, they crash and burn. 
It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a active physics. Okay, this isn't working. Just a second. And whether you, whether yeah. you, go ahead, keep we're looking. But whether you believe it or not, go look at Matthew eighteen, verse 15, 16, and seven, and read it a few times, and tell me that's not a set of instructions on how to resolve. And this includes whether the government's coming after you, whether you're in a criminal charge, whether you're in a civil dispute. It really does pay off to do this first. And that's why generally even lawyers, they always try to work out a deal before they go to court. Mm-hmm. That's kind of procedurally what they're supposed to do there. That's Matthew 16. That's their job. It's okay. That's their job. People mm-hmm. go, oh, they're just always trying to rip you off and get you into a plea. I said, yeah, kind of true. I mean, they're busy. They don't have time to do everything, but they're also following a procedure that actually has been proven to work over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had many people come to me. Could give me. I did all these things wrong. I, I drove drunk three different times, got caught all these times, and I assaulted somebody. But I didn't really hurt anybody. So since it's not a harm party, I read on the Internet somewhere that that's not, that's not a violation of law. I said, no, you, you're endangering people. Do you think I want to be on the road with you? <laughs> and that's endangering people. So, you know, you just don't want to do things like that. There's, we have a social duty. People forget that. They get a little bit, they learn a little bit of law. They get a little bit high and mighty and start saying, well, but, you know, I didn't hurt anybody or whatever. Okay. There's still a social duty. We all have a duty to each other to be our brother's keeper. And that means not endanger them. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only not harm them. I say, let me put it to you this way. A lot of people make this argument. I say, I'm going to be a really simple question. Let's say I got a gun and I shoot it right past your head. I did. I made sure you didn't get hit. Should I, did I break a law? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very likely, right? I'm endangering mm-hmm. somebody, doing something stupid, irresponsible. We still have a responsibility not to you know, endanger people. Mm-hmm. So I, I do help people in these situations, but at the same time, it's much more difficult because they have to overcome the action. Mm-hmm. Another way I put it is, let's say that, because again, people get the theory, well, I Recorded, I withdrew my birth certificate and I filed a UCC one, or I forget what it's called in Canada, but essentially, you know, they're taking the claim of a lien on the straw man and then they expect that, oh, that's going to get at me out of murder. No, the action still matters. If a sovereign stand and a, and a, a normal person and a sovereign citizen stand on the rail of a building 16 stories up, they both jump at the same time. Which one hits the ground first? Um, you probably don't know the answer because it doesn't matter. We can argue nice. about it when it's over, right? No, nice. it, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Their actions cause their problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what their status is. There, there's a place for status in some situations. But see, people have to be smarter than that. People have bought into a lot of these theories that you can just be glowing there. And I'm going to be honest with you. In the past, I thought some of this stuff, too, till I learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying now to I kind of call myself the sovereign recovery program because there's there's, you know, they get people get addicted to it. It's like a cult. I know. And, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but I'm going to tell you is your brother, hopefully your big brother, who's been there and done that, been through some of the fire. I've been attacked and dead's the whole thing, made it through. And the, what I came out the other side is learning is I, I still have to learn to cooperate. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. learn how to live with the society. In fact, I had a judge. This has actually happened to me in a case. He 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 was, he was kind of with me, and he he actually recommended a book, and the book was how to do this. I was mm. really weird. The, the, the lawyer's like, I've never seen the judge offer a book like that to somebody. He said, just go read this, and then and you know what happened? After I read it, we came back and we worked out something, and it was good for everybody. 
Amazing. amazing. It was amazing. It was truly, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, he really read me and mm. he respected me too at the same time. It was mm. interesting because I so wasn't good. disrespecting the core. I was just showing a level of confidence. That I don't think he sees very often for whatever reason, God gave me that talent. Very good. Very good. If we can go back to the, um, that need to settle out of court or at least try to settle with your brother before going to court, is that by the courts recognized as part of the lawful process? So say you, you can, so you, so if you can demonstrate that the other person didn't want to have a private conversation, does that nullify their, their effect in court? Absolutely. For example, if you file a motion in the court, in most procedures, and you can look in the what's called the local rules of most courts, they have called local rules. Even the federal courts each have their own rules. They're not all the same. Is you can go in there and say, um, it'll say, the, the, before a motion is filed, you should meet and confer with the other side. They tell you that. And what most people do is get all fired up, start filing papers, and they go, they keep rejecting my papers. They're corrupt. They're criminal. I said, no, no, no. They told you the instructions. You're just not following instructions. If you follow the instructions and you call the other side and told them, I'm going to file this motion. Here's a copy of it. You know, what do you think? Can we work it out first? They make you do this process. And it, I can tell you, it's most people get their motions thrown out because they don't follow procedures. And they're so afraid to talk to the other side because they think that they're a ghost or something. You know, they're the, the devil incarnate. You know, ultimately they have a job to do and they'll follow procedures too. But if you want to walk into somebody's house and they say, take off your shoes and you don't take off your shoes, how are you going to get treated? Mm-hmm. You do have to show respect. You are in a foreign house when you go into these courts. It's, it is we get this whole thing about the foreign jurisdiction and all that. But I'm just telling you how to operate so you don't get shot at, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I found that to be a very successful approach. And a lot of people don't agree with me, but they probably haven't been where I've been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And results are the thing at the end of the day, because I don't care how smart you sound and how much information you have and how much history there is to prove there's no Canadian constitution and all this kind of thing that like, yep. there's a lot of discussion like that. But at the end of the day, okay, we just spent six hours in a meeting and what do we have? What have we created? Right? <laughs> what are the results of this? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Let's see. I would love to ask uh, just a little follow up that say in and I, I just have the interest of my friend in mind in, in, at this moment. So the papers have been filed from the other side through a lawyer that created controversy in a situation that actually had no conflict to begin with. And and that was that was manufactured and and, and created. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's what were they right. accusing of happening? What was the foundation that, of it? That there was a conflict in the exchange of um, or the the splitting up of duties, parenting duties with a with a split couple, okay. which had already been okay. going for for mm. three years in okay. in complete peace. And then okay. she got because of the jab, she got a lawyer involved, and they oh, yeah. they sent him a, a nasty note saying, "There's so much conflict now, you have to go to court to create a new." arrangements so so they're busy filing papers and and you're seeing what i'm talking about you're seeing the same process right there they were working together they were talking together they started getting a conflict they got somebody else involved now the court has to get involved right right and since the ball is rolling since the, the lawyer's hired and he's filing papers then in my opinion my friend is already in court because he's sitting back with it saying there's right. no contract. But if they're filing, they're making a case against him. Exactly. You, right? When you ask the court to do something, aren't you saying, hey, Caesar, I want to come into your court. 
he says, okay, you're in my court now. The, the second it ha the second the lights go on in the car behind you, you're in court. They're actually mm -hmm. gathering evidence and they're going to testimony and all that stuff. You're in court. The mm -hmm. second, even it be, the whole process begins and that's way before court. So yes, you're right. Once a file, once you file. Well, he never filed, but his, but his ex did. And did she respond? Um, well, I mean, she's the one hiring the lawyer to do all the filing. Okay. But you hired, then you hired a court officer. All lawyers are court officers. So mm -hmm. yes, you're now consenting to the jurisdiction. Okay, because he he did he did not hire a lawyer. Uh, he he sent a letter back to the lawyer saying there was no contract in the situation. Okay. Never heard okay. back anything about okay. that. Okay, he's the one making that argument. Okay, yeah, uh, wasn't quite hearing that. Well, did he make the original agreement with the court when he went through the divorce proceeding? I think there it was all private, a hundred percent private at that stage. Did they ever have? Did they get married with the state or a license? I don't think or? so. No. Okay. Okay. Did, but they had kids, right? They had a child. Yeah. And did, did any of them sign a birth certificate? Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if they went to the public school, if they ever gave them yeah. any benefit, even if you have a driver's license and you're saying all this stuff, at some point you're consenting to being the party that's liable for the issue, and it's very subtle. You might be able to get off with the no, the no contract thing is a very powerful argument, but you got to be careful of the what are called hidden contracts. There's a book called Hidden Contracts, uh, and it's all about how trusts are formed. If you think, well, I'm not forming a trust. Yeah, you actually, when you enter into an agreement, it is a trust. The two parties are consenting to trust each other. That's a trust. Mm -hmm. So, but at some point along the way, they probably got jurisdiction, even by his response, even the way he walked in and introduced himself, can form a contract. Yeah, no, he's literally done nothing but what way you got to be ready. Yeah, yeah, no, he's done nothing but write one letter. But, but hearing about these other documents that the 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 um the mother's lawyer is filing to me, that's like and and not sending them to him either. So that's that's a complete flaw in due process. Yeah, they should contact him and say we're filing this because you should always consent with the other meet and confer because the court, what the court will do it is they'll work against you. They'll say, well, wait a minute. Did you ever talk to each other? I've heard that a thousand times. Well, no. Oh, well you go out in the hall and talk to each other. I've seen that many, many times because he doesn't want to engage if the two parties can work it out. It's mm -hmm. a waste of resources. The judge's job is to be a referee and he has to be sure that both people are coming in on equal ground and that they've had a chance to talk. So you rarely want to go to court and surprise the other side. It's actually notice is a fundamental principle of all legal proceedings. So if you've given notice, you show integrity and you show that you're the one in good faith. If you don't, the judge is going to smack you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these sovereigns get hammered on that stuff or people that just don't think the system applies. Well, wait a minute. Did you just try to talk to each other? I mean, obviously there's a duty here. They got kids, right? There's a duty to take, make sure they're taken care of. Uh, I don't help people get out of child support. I help them remedy the problem because the kid still has to be taken care of. Somebody has to. And even if you don't want the state involved, that's fine. But it, were you going to take care of it anyway? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just, you, you got a consequence of some action, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a social duty for that. There you go. Yeah, it's a real growing up process. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah hidden contracts. They have mm -hmm. no idea. A lot of people are like, eh, I don't have to, you know, like, well, you know, is there a kid there? Yeah. All right. So mm -hmm. you think they're going to take care of themselves? You mm -hmm. brought them into this world. You got a duty, period, whether you like it or not.
Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Do I like the state getting in the middle of it? No, but we bring the state in because most of the time we go seek their permission to get married and put a license together, which is not necessary. A private contract is just as legal. I know in our system and probably in Canada and under the federal rules of, of evidence, a Bible with witnesses is just as good as a marriage license, but you don't have a license with the state. You didn't make the state a party contract because it says on the license to get a marriage, the state is at the top. That means they're the, they're the trustee of this relationship. It means everything that goes on and all the product of it are their business. You consented to it. I've sat at the courthouse downtown and sit there doing other papers. And I watch all these couples that came in and they're all sitting there holding hands. And, ah, oh, this is great. We're going to get married. I said, well, what are you doing here? You don't need these people. Yeah. You know, you want to form yeah. a, com- a covenant, an agreement. You don't need the state to say you can't. You just need a witness. Mm-hmm. Put in a Bible. And that Bible is admissible evidence, even in the courts today. They see they didn't eliminate all that stuff. What they, we've done is we've layered on top of this whole contract system, which gives them the ability to come into these relationships. And the whole right. shot thing, they'll say, hey, it's, you know, like in the U.S., all U.S. citizens must get. Well, a U.S. citizen is the entity. And if you say that's me, oh, that's you. Okay, great. Now you're mm-hmm. ours. Then you volunteered. You volunteered. Right. That, the action volunteers you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. And so you're definitely talking about the public versus the private, which to me is that underlying subject that's always happening. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a specific situation here in Manitoba that, uh, you know, we've got a, a local superintendent of, of uh, some of our children's school that has been a real ringleader in, in the, the pandemic. And every level of restriction, he's actually been not just accepting restrictions, but lobbying the government for more. And then, oh, and hey. then and, oh I know, like just a real Take public service. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they, they've dropped the restrictions because so much of the House of Cards fell down. And I think they, they were, they're yes. trying to get out of liability. Now they're yeah. starting to push for digital ID and entry of the schools, eating the children to the next level. I know I know that uh, my son like, should not be there. to subservience, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I know my son should not be there, but uh, when it comes to, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there there are actual crimes that this man has committed. Uh, you know, taking over power of attorney, right down to some criminal code stuff, which is all statutes, of course. But uh, I think you can go in that arena. And so, is there anything that, when you hear about this situation, how would you approach it if you were trying to take this man out of his position? Well, I'm not real big on um, going after people and trying to remove them. Usually I'm just trying to help people go home, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and be left alone. Um, But, you know, if your goal is to not get the shot, well, then you have that's one approach. But if your goal is to go after somebody, it probably in most public officers in in, in the U.S. and Canada, they have a, a surety bond. But you can go after that surety bond. And that is the most devastating thing you can do to them because mm-hmm. they, without that, they can't be in office. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, very interesting you say that because we've looked into contract, it. Actually, you just go file a claim, but you better have a good reason for the claim. You better have evidence, just like anything. You don't just do things, you don't like people, I want to go to that judge, blah, blah, blah. I say, wait a minute, let's just see what happened here. Maybe it was your fault you were in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. ran into the wall with the, the car. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of got yourself into this, too. You got to accept some level of this responsibility. He has a duty to protect the public. Um, and this mm-hmm. guy, I don't know to what degree, uh, the, if he really exceeded his authority, 
or if he actually was doing what was within his perceived authority. Probably they they, they all the time these people violate that. They they go way overboard. These bureaucrats do. But if you have evidence that he did and, and it's above and beyond what he has the authority to do, well, then you can probably look at, you have to find out who carries the, the liability bonds for the public officers. You have to dig for this. There's no found, one answer. We found it. Okay, actually. you found it. Then you just mm-hmm. say, "What's the, where do I file a claim? And fill mm-hmm. out the claim form. It's, mm-hmm. that, it's really mm-hmm. that simple at that point. Mm-hmm. You have to give notice. You have to serve them. You've got to give them notice because if you file without giving notice, they'll say, oh, well, it's too bad. You lose. You, and you filing the procedures, right? And by filing, you you mean with the insurance company, not with the courts, correct? Right. This is a this is an insurance matter, but it will take him out, and it's way easier than getting the courts to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Courts don't want to get involved in this because they'll say, "Hey, you had to claim against him violating his job." That the courts aren't going to come in and fire him. You can file a complaint against him and hope his boss fires him. Right. But if if you really want to. If he really did violate his, because if, if these officers, officers take an oath to a constitution of some kind, it's not for me, it's for them. They're the ones that owe it. They owe that duty because they're acting in a public trustee capacity. Their duty is to protect us, the tr- the public. Mm-hmm. They work for us. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have to remember that, hey, you're a trustee here. You're supposed to, you're not, you violate a trust. And you're a trustee. That's one of the worst crimes you can commit. And all you got is approach it from that point of view. Suddenly, everybody realizes, oh, you actually know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're actually exactly. asking the right questions. You're violating your trust, trust violation. We have a lot of trust laws here. You do too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that's the key word to use a lot when you're going after somebody like that. You're violating your position of trust. And that's what the bond is for. The bond is to protect the public against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you violated that. So now I'm going after your bond. He loses his bond. Not only can you get paid, but they uh, can obviously lose their position and never work in the public again. If that's what you really want for the guy, they got to remember, careful what you wish for other people, because, you know, they better be right. That's all and, here's, I say. and here's what I really want is I want into perpetuity him never to level uh, outrageous restrictions that have no foundation. Right. Again. So I don't mind if he keeps his job, you know, if he if he humbles himself and 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 just does his job and really truly looks out for the well being of children, not not just uh, you know keeping you safe and all of this. Following crap. the orders of the of the master. I mean, you get Trudeau mm-hmm. up there. I mean, that guy's one of the worst tyrants I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And he looks so nice and pretty and up there and very subtle and and people go, oh yeah, he's very sophisticated. You know, I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't mean anything. Hitler was sophisticated too, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's, it's scary. I, I mean, we've got it bad enough here. Trust me. We, we just got, we got a tyrant that's just asleep. That's all in the U S mm-hmm. snoring literally on camera. Mm-hmm. And, um, but these people get a big head, you know, they get executive power. Uh, at least here, the only job of the president is to execute the laws that Congress fully implements. What people don't know is most of the laws that they pass don't ever get fully implemented. They'll say, Oh, it passed. And he starts executing it, but it's actually not fully implemented properly. There's a procedure that they skip right over here. And every time you see that, you can say, hey, that law doesn't exist, and you can prove it. But um, the executive officer, and I'm sure it's similar to like this in Canada, his job is to execute the actions. I think you have parliament there. Parliament would pass it. Then it's his job to execute it. He can't act totally on his own all the time. Mm-hmm. Now here, if you ask about any of the mask mandates and 
shot mandates and all this stuff. You know, I say the only thing the word mandate means to me is if a guy marries another man or dates another man. I, they ain't me. That's not my thing. But that's a mandate to me because the word has no legal meaning. You know, I mean, I just don't. It, it's silly. People don't even assume they think the, they understand the difference. I look up a definition. I go, well, that's not what it says. Why are people acting like this? Why? Because it kind of sounds important. Oh, he must have authority. He's the president. No, the president has the authority to execute Congress's acts, but they have to go through a full implementation implementation process. None of the mass mandates, none of the tra transportation mandates, none of this has been ever pa passed by Congress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They right. Didn't vote on it, and even if they did, they have to fully implement it, and they never do that. Mm -hmm. These people mm -hmm. are. This is what it's called color of law. You might have heard that term. For sure. So they're acting as if there's a law, but the law is not fully there. You might look it up and see, hey, there's this law, and it says blah blah A B C A B D, you know. But but it was just this. It's just the code. It's just the statute. Well, over here, there's supposed to be a regulation, and that regulation is supposed to be basically interpreting the statute and publishing it in what's called the pub, the Federal Register. Here, you'd be surprised about ninety percent of our laws never make it that far, yet they're enforced as if they exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so, can you prison over it? And they go to prison over it exactly but, if you but don't see the lawyers and everybody else they don't bring that up they don't they oh we don't want to go there because guess what they would have nothing to do all you'd have to do is bring up where's the implementing regulation and every case ends mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they get this power and authority by this perceived power that exists on one piece of paper but it's supposed to be on two pieces of paper to be valid that's right. these procedures dr graves gets this right he says it's all about procedures and they skip the procedures all the time now you got to just catch that and that the courts pay attention to people that catch them on procedures. Right. Yeah. Alphonse is all over me when I say, well, they break their laws all the time. So why would you go and appeal to them? But that's exactly the reason, because otherwise they're just getting away with breaking their laws all the time. Well, they, and, there's no law for them to break. That's what I'm okay, saying. Better, better way to say it. Yeah. In other words, is the law fully implemented, properly published in the federal register? There's a procedure. It's not that complicated. If you read the Federal Register Act, it says it, to be enforceable as law, it must be published in the Federal Register. And very few of our laws are ever published. There you go. Great tip. That's awesome. Yeah. that's the, This is a big gap a lot of people miss. And they're <laughs> arguing all the wrong things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I could selfishly ask you a question about, uh, you mentioned with the bonds and the superintendent. So that um, it always comes with, uh, okay, we're going to do this. But here are our conditions. And so like that, obviously that's threatening his livelihood, his ability to work and get insurance. And so is, do you think that's a, a good approach? It's not particularly friendly. Yeah. That follows the 15, 16, and 17 approach. You go to him, you make an offer. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The offer is a conditional offer. You do this, we'll, we'll back off. If you, you know, we're sort of like, I call it a conditional acceptance. You're yeah. accepting his authority to continue upon certain conditions. But if he doesn't respond or deny, you say, then we're going to do something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a, that's just a smart way to approach something. You know, if you don't know, I would say first conditionally accept, think your way through, try to get a an agreement in place first, mm -hmm. because it'll always go better for you. If you, Even if it doesn't work out, it'll look better for you in front of the court. Exactly. We went to great lengths. We, we spent five months writing a notice of conditional acceptance. We sent go. it to him and uh, 12 of those snakes up the chain. 
and uh, went through three rounds to give them a chance to turn it around. We went through a notice of default and dishonor, and that's where Perfect. we landed with, you know, it, it silences acquiescence. They, mm -hmm. they literally didn't respond. We had a $10 million joinder fee. If they got a lawyer, they did not get a lawyer. And so we've done all of this private work now, mm -hmm. I think, that justifies a next step. Well, I don't know what your ultimate, um, when you told them in your final notice what you specifically were going to do, did, do you recall what that was? Yeah, I mean, at this at that stage, we didn't know about bonds. We had no idea what our next step, it might have been affidavits and bills of exchange and all of that kind of uh, approach. That I would simply, simply point them out, tell them. Oh, well, then we're going, we have your public hazard bond number. We're going to be filing a claim. This is your final notice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You give them a chance to get that's the, when you show them you have the number, <laughs> mm -hmm. then they're going to go, geez, I didn't even know I had that. I mean, they'll be like freaking out. Oh, it's been amazing talking to people about their bonds. They, Canadians are utterly clueless. They don't understand. They they signed Americans and they paid did. and they, okay. Yeah. And they just, they just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taken care of. And if I ever have anything is weird, I, I get a lawyer to say, uh, you know, or, or tell me, no, you don't have to respond to that. Right. Well, let's see. Let's go to court and see what the contract says. Because if you defaulted, we have a contract now. You have something enforceable. Because uh, at the end, the laws of contracts about notice and non-response, what it means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think you have to go find a law book? It's a contract book that'll teach you how to get the what get what you want and in this in this case you're actually going for their bond contract it's a contract and uh you formed an agreement they failed to, to rebut your claim which means they're now failing to rebut that they're they've gone silence they agree that's that's basically how it does work and a lot of people will tell you no that's not true but i'm i guarantee if you actually read it the contract books offers an acceptance if, and if you understood the offer of course then uh, there is an implied agreement already. They mm -hmm. have an, they have a duty now to act. Yeah, but you burden the burden of proof on them with a the conditional acceptance. Now you never want to accept the burden of proof. People come to you and say you did this, you did X Y, you did X Y and Z. No, I didn't. No, I. You just lost on the. I mean, they got you at hello, just like in Jerry Maguire. You had me at hello. They get you at hello by your immediate response by arguing. If you argue, it's over. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter how good your argument is. Mm -hmm. You just accepted the liability. Nice. Yeah, I was listening to some of your role plays on on one of your broadcasts, and uh, and and then the, when all of a sudden the the person on the other side made a claim, and he's like, "Oh no, I just did the <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, did the wrong right. thing." But yeah, yeah, I love catching. I love doing that. People don't want to do it anymore because I'm so good at catching them at it. They get embarrassed. <laughs> but the point is, is you'd rather be, be be embarrassed with me, and not in front of the judge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, exactly. Our te our tendency is to want to argue. It's just built in. Someone comes at you and, and uh, you know, you, you're like, mm, here's my position. Oh, I know. I'm right. I'm going to prove I'm right. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're trying to prove you're right, your actions speak louder than words, that you have something to defend. You are now assumed the liability of the party by arguing for them. Exactly. Yeah, it was an opportunity to grow up like crazy because in the truth community, you know, you can even go to a truth community. Uh, there's so many claims being made all of the time and, and you start to try to back up the claims and it's like, oh, a YouTube video and it yeah, links to yeah. another YouTube yeah. video. And then that's the one of my favorite pet words is I never make a claim. Never, ever, ever, never make a claim. That means you're making an argument. I don't say I'm of this and I'm of that. And I say, can you prove that I'm not that? 
can you prove that I'm not this? See, I'm always asking the question to get them to prove I'm not something. And that, of course, they can't do. And um, can you prove that you haven't violated your oath? Can you prove that? So you put the burden of proof on them, make them produce their evidence. That is the, that. Then what their response is essentially their consent. See, they're doing. You do have to do to them what they're going to do to you. They're really good at doing to, doing it to you. You need to walk in, defend, argue. Most important, the biggest word you said it is claim. I don't claim anything. Are you a U.S. citizen? Are you saying that I am? Did you hear me claim that I am? I'm not or not? Mm-hmm. You see, if you say it, you have to prove it now. You accepted the liability of proof. You don't have to prove anything. You're innocent until proven guilty. They tell you that right up front. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start talking, you're how you're defending. And you're testifying when you make a claim. Now you got to prove it. And then you're before you know it, you're guilty to proven innocent. Yeah. yeah. Just like that. I mean, even answering to a name the way they want you to answer is going to be a problem. Yeah, so much wisdom. Oh boy, there's a lot, and we're down to about 15 minutes, <laughs> so my head's exploding. Well, if we run and, a little over, we're probably still okay for a few. Okay, that sounds good, and uh, maybe we could make another time. I also uh, sure. had talked to you about coming on to the Truth Freedom Law Summit, and that's a, a, a private uh, arrangement with people that are specifically interested. So I'm just looking in the in the chat here. If there's any questions that I've missed that are you still have, feel free to uh, to send them on to me. It's a little bit. Uh, too, too wild. I did have one specific question that I mentioned. So uh, someone wanted me to ask you from our Canadian Court Procedure Group, which there is a link below. But by the way, if you'd like to join and you're serious about not sharing memes and uh, fear porn and uh, COVID news and and war news and everything like that, you're most welcome. It's a, it is a serious group. And uh, so he said you should ask TJ about out of court prejudicial process and if it's useless or irrelevant or does it create a paper trail of evidence that can be useful when you want to file into court and is this the same thing that we've already talked about in terms uh, kind of, of is yeah. actually you want to do your procedures you need to you got to always speak to your adversary but speak to him with respect and and intelligence and of course if you're making a claim make sure there's something to back it up but if you are asking questions make sure they're relevant but th- everything we're talking about is trying to stay out of court. So, cause mm-hmm. then it will stand up in your favor. If you did that cle- it fairly, uh, fairness is important. Uh, it'll stand up better in court, but yes, our goal is to always avoid the court. It doesn't mean never, but we want to avoid as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yes. Yeah, a good pre in fact, if you don't, you won't get into court. You won't get what you want from court. People go, oh, I want to give the court jurisdiction, but I want you to rule against them. Wait a minute. You just told us you want to do an action. You asked us to do something, but you won't give us jurisdiction. And people do this all the time. They're con- and then they go, psyche val. <laughs> they do take all the time. They go, hey, they want to do a psyche val. They're trying to, they're corrupt. They're trying to be after you. And, say, and I'll ask, what did you say? And they'll say something when they contradicted themselves. Well, the Bible says, this is biblical again. If you're double-minded, then you're you're you basically you're in real trouble. You need help if you're double-minded. So that's what they're saying. Oh, you're acting double-minded. The judges pick up on this so fast. They're trained on it. You think you walk in there and you're the first person that said some of this stuff? They go to school for it, and then they know now they know how to spin you out of it. Now, if you stick on procedures and sometimes facts and law really do matter, you can just use that if you got a winnable case. But if if you don't, at least. 
go in there and if you're going to use something, use it with a fairly good degree of intelligence and respect and you'll get more of what you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the big errors that a lot of people made is trying to argue the science as opposed to arguing the law. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know nothing about the science. The judge doesn't know. The prosecutor doesn't know. And nobody in that room knows because you can't even get the government to tell you what the science is. They just say, just follow the science, whatever we say it is. Mm -hmm. And I'd be asking, well, where's the law that says I am required to put something in my body? Show me that law. And they don't have it. They never did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pure and That's simple. Fundamental right. You see, and it is simple. Ask the right question. Don't get caught up. In, and here's the other thing. Big, big lesson I teach a lot of people. Don't get caught up in the emotion. Emotion is actually a negative prefix word. It's, it, it means a negative of motion. Well, the negative of motion would be no motion. And guess what happens? When you get emotional, you know what your logical senses do? They freeze up. And their whole goal, their entire goal when you walk into court or you get pulled over by a cop is to get you into an emotional state. And whatever they say, you're going to start going, blah, blah, well, I don't. And I have to defend it. It's it's and you just consented. So by getting you emotional, they know you'll consent because mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. know they have no authority otherwise because these darn statutes they're enforcing aren't even fully implemented. But if you consent to a contract, hey, thank you. Constitution, Article one, Section 10 says and you probably have the same thing. The Congress shall pay, make no law superseding contracts. Wait a minute, you're telling me that contracts are superseding the law? Yeah, they know this. And then they'll say, but that's unconstitutional. I says, no, it's not. It's an Article 1, Section 10. They told you. They gave you warning. They gave you notice. This is all going to be about contracts. There you go. There you go. I love your it's point about emotion as well. Oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, and this is my big subject, and it's a role that I've begun to insert myself with uh, because I'm new to law in the last couple of years, but I'm very inspired and uh, motivated to create community around it so I can learn, so I can talk to people like you. And uh, But at the same time, I see that when you have an emotional uh, set of programs running, it's like you've got a box on your head and you cannot see through it, right? Mm -hmm. All you can experience is is through your emotion, and they are... It's like you said, emotion, that stuck energy, the, mm -hmm. the true nature of, of, of that, that realm is, is movement. So everything can move yes. through us. And that's, that's very natural and, and healthy as far as I'm concerned. But as soon as you have something stuck like that, mm -hmm. then it rules you from the unconscious. It will make you do things that you're going to look back and, and be so surprised about. The, the alternative, what people do is suppress the crap out of that. It creates even more emotion, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And it's all, yeah. it's all fear-based. So yeah, this is something we- The only way I know how to overcome the lack of emotion, the, an emotional state is to move forward intentionally. When you start moving forward, you knock yourself out of that state and you start moving to the next thing. Whatever happens, you're ready for the next thing. Whatever happens, I'm going to keep moving forward, you know, and be smart about it. And um, I get, you know, in life, when I get a setback, it's immediately my sign that, okay, I need to get up and keep moving. I don't sit still and worry about it because that's an emotional state. People get, like I went, I, you don't have time for this, but I mean, I have a whole story where I, I got stabbed and left to die and crawled to live and all this oh, stuff. Man. And people say, oh my God, you must have post-traumatic stress and all this stuff. So I said, I didn't have time to get distressed, distressed about it. I actually woke up and realized I have something more to do because I survived. And someone gave me a word at the time 
he says, well, you must need to tell your story. And literally the next day I got a phone call to do a speech. And it was, and I told that story and people came up and said how much it moved them and all this stuff. And I said, wow, okay, I got a new purpose. So immediately I started moving forward. In fact, they called me up and they said, well, we don't offer you some psychiatrists. You'll have post-traumatic stress from everything that happened to you. And I said, I met with the psychiatrist and, and long story short, at the end of the meeting, I said, you know, lady, you're crazier than I'll ever be. See you later. And she was, it was like, and it was just funny how that happened. It was like, all of it happened for a reason because I always just move forward. I move into the next thing, no matter what happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that requires you to default in courage. And that's what I notice the law mm -hmm. needs you to do, right? If you're cowering in fear, you're, you're not, you're simply going to not law. take it's action. For you. It's, mm -hmm. it's for you. I mean, mm -hmm. it really is ultimately. I mean, mm -hmm. it's supposed to serve you. It's like if you're a kid in a family trust, that family trust is supposed to serve you. Well, our constitution is a trust document and these people have a duty to, to protect the public not and not in the sense that you need to be treated like a baby but they because they also have a duty to stay out of your life when unnecessary and that's they've gotten a real bad habit about that overstaying their welcome <laughs> you know like covid oh well we need to we'll get you all in here and do this covid thing for a couple of years and i predicted i can tell you if several friends have heard me say it uh, i said yeah but this thing's going to die and it's going to die quick and when it dies we're going to have a war i said that wow because I said, they're, because they're running out of tools to keep us confused and at each other's throat. And we, as soon as we start coming to peace, we'll bring all that to peace. And we just have to stop being manipulated by this system and these people that are, that are supposed to be doing a job for us, but ultimately they're serving themselves. Well, those people deserve to burn in hell. They do, if they don't serve us. And very few of them, some do, but very few of them are actually doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. So I'd love to ask you about uh, private membership associations, if that's something that you've looked into in any way. So, you know, so much of the, the legal world is is in the public. And it sounds like you have a really good foundation in the Bible. And I've been through Jacqueline Milne, somebody I'm working with, that um, she's showing how the Bible really recommends, especially in these end times, to go into the private, the household, and uh, and and that that's where protection is. What's your take on all of that? Well, there's been, that's a big subject because there's many levels of doing what you're talking about. There's you personally just handling your your affairs more privately. There's uh, kind of getting away from some of these public things that pull us into their system. You know, signing a, a bank card at a bank subjects you to the jurisdiction of the U.S. Treasury. Gee, and you wonder why you pay taxes mm -hmm. or have to or supposedly have to. In other words, they see it as a contract. It's not just that it's the law, because the law isn't even complete, but you got a contract. Um, so, yes, I think going more and more into private things, private membership associations are good. I like them. But again, just having the association doesn't mean it's going to function. The actions of it are, aren't going to cause it problems. You got to remember, there's still got to be integrity in how it operates. Um, actually, a project that we're working on, and again, I'm very early in saying this, but we're developing. It looks like it's very, very likely to happen very soon. A very a new type of private banking system. It actually interacts with the public system, but you're under a private system. And it's very unique. People can never, people try to achieve this all the time and they're not getting there. We've come up with a way to do it. And it's completely the, the blockchain, the internet, it's creating so many opportunities to do stuff like this. So we have a very exciting thing coming. Do you remember of our website? Go sign for a free membership. 
you'll be the first people to hear about it if it happens. I'm not saying um, it's going to, but I can assure you, you know, banks make a lot of money when you give them assets and money in their accounts way, way. And you can't imagine how much it is. What if you could share in that? Well, that being part of a private bank gives you those kinds of opportunities. And you will, you'll be able to move about freely with one of these and handle all your business much more privately than um, the current system offers you. So that's the kind of stuff that you can do. So we're, we're building sort of like the next phase of what we think is the, uh, not just banking, it's, it's communications, be more private, banking, commerce, travel, everything. Um, people that have a great thirst for getting more toward the private in these times, and they should. But that also means to, to, to do that takes many different things. You know, what's called set up, what's the word I'm it's not separating yourself, but it's um, um, separation or limit of contact or something like that. I'm forgetting the term, but um, and you limit your contact with that system. You'll get more privacy every step you do it. There isn't like one turnkey way to do it all, but um, this is a very strong move towards that for people. And it's not about getting against the system. It's about taking back what's actually already ours. Right, right, exactly, exactly. We're just, we, we've not been aware of the public. Right. Right, how much we're we're we really it's, it's it's purely an optional. It's Caesar's. Okay, you want to play with Caesar? Hey, he'll give you this little thing and then that little thing and this little thing until eventually this thing crashes, and eventually the Roman kingdom, you know, the Roman Empire failed, and all they could do to keep people entertained was cakes and circuses. If you go look this up, it's a part of the history, and they have to keep you distracted and entertained. What do we have today? People walk around like this all day long. And then what do we have? Um, and giving them little rewards and token, ding, ding, oh, I feel better. I mean, they've got us psychologically addicted to this stuff. You know, not that these are all bad. To me, it's a business tool. That's all it is to me is a business tool. And I don't, you know, I don't play games on it. But, you know, and, and, and I don't have anything against entertainment. I just think that people need to understand where it all fits in. It shouldn't control you and run you. You should be in control of it. And, um, um, so in these times, it's very important to be aware of how these things try to control you. And they can either serve you or become your servant. I, I, I personally talked to Robert Kiyosaki a couple of years ago, and we had a long conversation about where things are going and um, talking about gold and things like that. And he said the exact same thing. He picked up his phone. He says, this is either your servant or you serve it. And this is it. And what we're talking about doing in our banking and all these other things is this is a vehicle to get education, knowledge, tools, business. OK. And by the way, business isn't bad. Business is what we're here to do. <laughs> all of us are We're not here to be somebody else's slave. And it's a good thing to be in business. It's a good thing to create things, to build things and to help people. Because that's what businesses can do. Governments don't do that, actually. And um we have to be the masters of our universe and that is being private. That's what being private means. It means you're, you're entering into agreements. You're not stepping into holes that you shouldn't step into because you recognize them now. And our goal at our website is just simply to get people to see what's going on. Minimize. That's the term I'm looking for. Minimize contact. It means don't engage in as many of these things as you can. I'm not telling you not to have a driver's license or not to pay your taxes. I, in fact, Quite the opposite. Until you know what you're doing, don't even try to do those things. But you can still manage even doing those things. There is really actually good ways to do it. But um, so we open up different ways that people can 
um, accept that. So, for example, I mean, I don't worry about if somebody sends me a, a bill for $100,000. I know how actually the trust that I'm involved in works. I, I sign it to them to bill, pay. Sometimes, not, not everything. But there's a way to do it. And that's a very expand. It's a very detailed prospect project to do that. We actually have advanced, advanced training. It takes six months to take somebody through it uh, to learn. Because the hardest part about teaching something like that is, is unlearning the brain. It's much harder to unlearn something than it is to learn it. It's much harder to reprogram a computer than to program it from scratch. Because mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. full of viruses and full exactly. of programs and full of ways of doing things. Exactly. So that yeah, we recognize is, that. This is my expertise, by the way, TJ. I, I uh, 20 years ago, was dying of a stage four lymphoma. And I had done everything possible to survive. And mm -hmm. as a last resort, I started looking at my programming and, and uh, finding the archetypes, finding the stuck uh, emotion like you were talking about and all of the hidden underlying things that make me run from death, which brings death into me, into my system. And uh, yeah. now this is, this is my dream is to, to be a force because if you make that decision that you actually want freedom more than you want to be right, more than you want vengeance, more than all of those things that we get sucked into, then all yeah. of a sudden you, you like freedom is right there. It's not something that you have to convince yourself of. It's not an idea you, you, anymore. You get what you think about the most. Amen. You do. If you're depressed, you get more depression. If you're sad, you're lonely, you get more of it. If you think though that, Hey, I need to go out and help people and talk to people and you know be a light on people that's great you want to feel happy you want to but easiest ways to feel happy is go make somebody else happy simple mm -hmm. happy like, if i meet somebody in the public i don't care who they are i'm gonna try to make them laugh i'm gonna joke i'm i'm not that serious when i go out and about i go out and try to because you know what i like to do is if people respond to me it feels good and i'm not trying to entertain them i'm just trying to be a light on their day and you know what it's a lot on my day to see the reaction Mm -hmm. If everybody, more people did that instead of looking at each other like their adversaries, um, we'd have a better world. Now, I'm going to tell you what, this whole mask thing, mm -hmm. this was a total psychological play on everybody because you can't see their face. Yes. You know, I, I'd go to people when they were wearing their mask and I knew they didn't have to in that particular environment. They don't didn't have to anywhere. Right. But they're wearing the mask. I said, take out that mask. I want to see your smile. And they'll, they'll take out the mask and start smiling. I go, see, that's way better. You know, exactly. I did that many times to people. I don't care who it is a perfect stranger. I'll do it too. Cause I'm just having fun. They're not going to, they're not going to get mad at me. I've had some people go, Oh, oh my gosh, that's atrocious. I'm like, Oh my God, there's a person that's been, you've been programmed. You've been programmed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I did that once in the store and I got kicked out. But anyway, <laughs> they were yelling at me, get out of here. Go, oh gosh, you people are really programmed. You know, it was, it was funny. I was just, I walked out like, geez, that, that was a heated environment. But yeah. Yeah, that was the only time that went negative on me. But um, I, sh I should know. I kind of put it in their face at that point. Um, yeah, we were all we, tested. Hey, We're all being tested. We're all being programmed. We had to unprogram, mm -hmm. not as much as program new stuff. 100%, right? Every, everything you already need is there. It's yep. just a matter of taking off the layers of not you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Your website is incredible, by the way. The, 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 I'm just on one page, and I'm still not at the bottom scrolling. That okay, we finally got to comments. And if you find a typo <laughs> out of thousands of words, don't don't blame me, okay? 
find a title in thousands. If you find a typo amongst all my oh. thousands of pages and words, then don't don't criticize me. Same here. I'm an idea guy, <laughs> not a detail guy. Yeah, yeah, I I totally hear you. And uh, no, you obviously have so much resource for people to come and get involved. Well, you don't even just learn about how to get out of the current money system. You go right there. I got a bunch of stuff on how to make money on your cryptocurrency, not just mm -hmm. buy cryptocurrency, but make money with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just by yeah. having it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That's all. Well, I said, I won't. I won't keep you any longer. If you feel like you need to go, that's, that's totally fine. I could, uh, I would certainly have you back on if, if you're willing to make another date with me. Sure. For well, this. You know, I'm tight to get sometimes, but so yeah. Yeah. Worth your while. Yes. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> Very generous use of time. And, uh, so is there anything else that you would like to share with people about how to get involved or what the options are? Okay. For well, we have a, a URLaw.org. We get into a lot of different subjects. You know, I'm not, I'm not there to be your legal counsel. I'm not a lawyer. We don't jump into your case and tell you everything to do. You should see the emails I get some days. Uh, but first of all, I won't respond to an email unless you're a member. So you got to become a member because I just I can't respond to them all as it is. It's particularly a premium member, which is a small monthly fee. Uh, I have very few people who have ever said that we don't give them enough. The number one complaint I get is, is they get too much. But I say, well, better than the alternative, right? And in other words, because I don't know what everybody needs, where they're at, where their background is, what their education is. So as, as ideas come to me, I share them. That's how I do it. And that's, that's where all this developed over 10 years. And a lot of stuff is maybe a little dated because we learned better, sharper, better ways of doing things over time. Uh, but, yeah, we have our couple of different levels of membership. We actually have some private coaching. Like if you have um, substantial bills coming your way. Uh, that are particularly maybe government oriented or or corporate oriented bills those not personal ones not personal disputes of people that you got to take care of that person that's how you take care of those but you know um, we have some tools to help you do that we do have a coaching to help you assist you through some of that um, it's probably more a little more um, spending but once you learn how to do it you can do it with all your bills particularly taxes is pretty pretty fun to deal with it's not we don't tell you to not pay your taxes not file we're saying there's a, alternate ways to settle it and for much less money. And then you don't have a fight. You don't end up in court. I ended up in court once doing that. It wasn't good. You know, mm -hmm. it's not pretty when they want to come after you like that. And that, but I learned a lot. I survived. And uh, now I tell people, don't, don't, don't take on some of those fights. Don't go in there and say, I'm a sovereign. I don't have to file, do anything because I filed last year, but now no longer I have to do it. Yeah. Yes, you do. You know, and you got to be careful because then they use that evasion word on you. And that's, that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't want other people to experience that, but we, just as it says, but like just, this is almost a biblical reference, but do uh, you know, like, and again, I'm not doing this from a religious point of view. Okay. Whether you're a believer in Jesus or Buddha, I don't really don't care. I'm just telling you the instruction manual says, okay. And I'm, you know, I'm a believer, but I'm not, I'm not trying to press this issue, but mm -hmm. the, 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 Jesus' purpose was to teach us the law. And you find the word justice in the Bible 1,400 times, if you don't think it's a law book. Uh, you think it's a lot about the spiritual stuff, and it is that to some people. That's fine. Um, but it also has very specific instructions, like Matthew 18, you know, 15, 16, 17, Matthew 5, 25. Very, Matthew was a lawyer, and he has some of the mm -hmm. most important information in the Bible. And but one of the things that the Bible tells us to do, and I'm going to give you a clue as to one of our best techniques, is to 
when, when see what was going on before Jesus came along was the, the book of Leviticus was going. If you read that, it's the most boring book in the Bible. It's hard to read because it's nothing but the same thing said over and over and over and over and over and over again. It says, you know, if you if you wipe your nose, you need to sacrifice certain kind of blood. You know, if you touch your ear, you need to you know cut the ear off your dog. If you do that, and there's always this repentance for every little tiny little bad thing you did. And it got to the point that it was unsurvivable. People couldn't live that way. And Jesus came along and said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, what are you, what are you, do? this is, you, you, I, look, I'm going to take care of this. I'll accept all your sins. All you have to do is accept me. And I'll take care of your, take care of your debts. These are debts, sins are debts. Go look at the old definitions of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I and he said, he went up on the cross and he says, I'm taking the past and in this present time, and I'll take care of your debts into the future, too. All you have to do is accept me, and I'll take care of it into the future. Well, they've set up our system the exact same way. They're public trustees. They've given us a money system that has no value. So we really have no money to pay with. As a matter of fact, when we use their money, we create more debt. They have to print it. It's bad. We're continuously eating ourselves alive by using their instruments. Yeah. So he says... Hey, um, I will take care of your debts into the future. So in, in the U.S., we had HDR 192, which was an act that was done. And there's several other versions of it throughout the history that says the, 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 the government are the trustees. They're supposed to take care of our debts, public and private. But we don't do it that way. We go in there making claims against it. Oh, I don't have to pay it. No, no, no. You know, like, well, it's already paid for you if you want us to. You just got to ask. So you have to do what's called an acceptance. Acceptance. And that's just like Jesus said, you have to accept me if you want my benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guess what? They set up our legal system the exact same way. Yet we want to fight at the same time we're accepting. How do you how do you deny and accept at the same time? You can't. You can't. But that's what everybody's trying to do. And that's why everybody's frustrated. And they're living in a world of sin or debt, however you want to look at it personally or financially and the all the and this book about this book here says um i'm, I'm reading from that contract book section 4.8 go look this up if you ever get it 4.8 right at the beginning 4.8.1 the general rule of an acceptance must correspond to the offer so if somebody offers you a debt you're supposed to accept it and return it to the trustee to settle it says this. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It says, Under classical common law, the acceptance must correspond exactly with the offer. So if they say, you pay this, you say, great, you take care of it. You turn, bounce it right back. The, it's called a mirror offer. It says that. Sometimes it's called a mirror image, the ribbon matching rule. This response is not an acceptance if the offer imposes conditions on the acceptance or seeks to change or qualify the terms of the offer. That means to argue against it. That's what everybody does. Mm -hmm. So some courts, in particular, in older cases, have applied this rule rigidly so that any variation in the response, any variation in the response to an offer disqualifies the acceptance. So you put yourself out of the ability to let the system settle your debts by arguing. And everybody wants to argue. And then they wonder why they're in hell. Mm -hmm. We're in hell right here on earth sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, and right here, here too. there's an instruction, mirror image. So, we teach people when we do this coaching, this, this is the detailed stuff. We don't even do this with our general members, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you pretty advanced stuff right now. 
but that we can step people into that. We actually do some advanced classes on this too, but it's powerful and it works. They're mm -hmm. actually happy when we do it. They're sh we're showing them competency when we do it the right way. And it's not accepted for value. You've heard that, maybe heard that term. That's wrong. That's a, that procedure is defective. We know how to do it correctly. So yeah, if you're dealing with public debts or even a court case, by the way, is an offer of a bill. If you don't think that's true, look up a criminal indictment. And at the very end, it'll say, this is a true bill. Every yeah. one of them. So everything's commercial. Everything And it can be done the same way. So it takes a little more work on those. But simple bills that are just coming from agencies, any government agency, can be done that way. Will they immediately respond and say, yeah, yeah, you got us. Great. No, they act like they don't even know what's going on. But with the proper follow-up, they have to because they're public trustees and they have a duty to perform. And that's all we're doing is we're putting them back in their position and saying, just do your job. I'm not going to here to argue. Mm -hmm. And they'll try to get you to argue. So, I'm not here to argue. I'm here to settle. It freaks me out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I just want to follow you around. Uh, <laughs> so good. Breadcrumbs everywhere. Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, someone was just asking, would you condone the book Double Entry? Are you familiar on how Merchants of the Venice created modern finance? I, you know, I have, I know of the book, but I haven't mm -hmm. read it. Um, okay, no problem. Uh, but I know probably if they're talking about double entry, they're talking about. And by the way, that's kind of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. See, when they send you the bill, they actually sent you the money. But then you, you send them a debt back, a debt instrument. You just doubled the debt. You didn't actually settle the ledger. They, the coupon will say, pay with this coupon. Well, why don't we read the darn thing? <laughs> but you have to know what to write on it and what to instruct them. Do You have to give them instructions. And it's a very careful instruction. There you go. Yeah. And that's the difference between being a king and not being a king is you, you either take instructions or you give instructions and it works exactly right. the same but way. The inside king has yourself. Servants. Even the king has servants and he instructs his servants to serve him too. He still has to be their king and do his job to take care of them. But even he needs servants to do certain things, right? He needs the, the servant to run the army, the servant to cook the food, the servant to build the houses for the people. Um, but the king still has to ask somebody in their trustee positions to act on their behalf. The key with this whole thing is trust is a good thing, not you doing everything. A lot of people are selfish. They say, it's me, it's mine, it's mine, it's my land. I don't. I want to take it off the land rules. I said, no, tell the public trustees to do their job. They're supposed to be serving you. Let them serve. That's what a king does. King doesn't say, it's mine. I'm going to cook my own meal. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No. But that's what we're doing when we're dealing with public trustees. We should be directing them as our servants, because they are. There you go. Spoken like a true king hero. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Good full circle. Yes. Well, thank you so much, TJ, for coming. This conversation has been lovely and definitely would like to follow up with, with more. Uh, I will stay on for a little bit. There's people in the chat and uh, I'm going to see what you guys have been saying. I'm pretty sure I've missed a few messages, but uh, <laughs> I would we'll love to ahead. stick around, but honestly, I just, I just literally have another business interview right after this. So absolutely. No, we, we respect that. And, uh, and again, thank you for taking the time that you have. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you everybody for listening and take uh, you know, think about a few things I said. I think we got some actual meat out here today. Indeed. Indeed we did. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, TJ. All right. Well, that was super fun. Thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. And uh, yep, 
Thank you very much, Ian. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just had my, you should have seen my head was going in a lot of different directions with questions. So I decided to just be selfish and ask my questions and my friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can see how much experience TJ has uh, really integrated. It's, it, these are not ideas for him. It's really lived wisdom. And it's a very beautiful thing that it's got a spiritual foundation as well. I, I didn't tell him, but he's in very good company with that, if, uh, if he didn't know. So, and I have to rewatch too. I know this will be one I have to watch about three or four times. It's always uh, humbling. So you tuned in late, but will you listening, Jetson, for sure. And uh, Three Basket Living, I like your name. Yes, trust in the credit, not the debt. Right on, excellent. And settle the account. Yeah, that was a boom. That was a boom, absolutely. Just here, I'm not here to argue. I'm here to settle the account. And uh, yeah, you are number one. You are number one, not the public trustees. They are the king and priests. Uh, TJ Mars is on point. Master the art of negotiating and not arguing over positions. Absolutely. Hello, dirt farmer. Nice to see you. Yes and no. Money is just a means of exchange. Lots of different means of exchange out there. Yeah, it's pretty benign. It has no, it has no inherent charge of any kind. It's not real. It's just an agreement. As long as we continue to make that agreement, it's there. But there are huge emotional triggers around that. And that's something that I've done a lot is coaching people through their their money emotions over the years to get to that matter of fact place so we can just do business in a in a peaceful way. And let's see what else. So um, just going back in the chat, which I know is always uh, historical. TJ is awesome. Good. Nice to see that. Sending you all the peace and love. Um. Uh, I missed this one, but please share the Bible and the Grand Ledger upside down T in accounting, double entry accounting, debt side old test. Yeah, we didn't get into that. Maybe maybe a different time. And that's why Leviticus says all debt is to be forgiven every eight years. Right. It's it's pre-writ right there. Novaterra, hello, nice to see you. Who are you? Who are they to assume such a position though, and by what right? Yeah, I think that's those are the um the things that can make us get into argument, if I'm not mistaken, if I understand what you're saying, give unto Caesar taxes. We use their paper. We sure do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, maybe I'll go forward. Oh, Glenn J. Hello. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. And I saw Curtis is here too. Chadasana, all my friends. That's awesome. Geared up thy loins now like a man. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. Mm, that's deep. I love it. So yeah, okay, I'm going to go forward now instead of back. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And thank you, Jetserman, as well. Tuned in late. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to chat about? I've got a few minutes. Otherwise, maybe I'll start to wrap up. Oh, I want to make sure and tell you that uh, speaking of the private and private membership association, Jacqueline Milne is hosting, which I I, um, I asked her to do this, a workshop on going into the private. So this is an introduction, an introduction to private membership associations from a very spiritual basis. So this won't be literally just business in that respect that that you want to you know take your commerce on, in the public and shift it over to commerce in the private. Uh, Jacqueline will say it's not like that. I'm sure everybody's got a different take on on those kind of things. And I swear I had the link right here. And there it is. Okay, good. So if anybody's interested in joining, it is by donation on Wednesday evening. And this is um, PMA workshop. And Jacqueline is going to be 
using this to, of course, teach the, the foundation of PMAs and also to be seeing what people are actually prepared to go ahead. She's certified to help people create PMAs. I'm definitely got myself on the list there to do that. And uh, so I'm pretty excited. It is a by donation workshop. So if you, for some reason, can only afford a small donation or can't even afford to make a donation, that's okay. Um, where Jacqueline works on the gift economy or what I call the life economy and uh, trust that things are going to, that people who can afford to give more will give more and those who can't won't. And oh yeah, this is a point I was going to bring up with TJ is that the Bar Association is a private membership association. I did not know that. Jackie told me that. And if you go even just into their Wikipedia, which I know is never information, you know, but uh, it gives you that sense. You can see they have the middle temple and they have the inner temple and the ends of the court and that how all of this is. This is something I definitely wanted to go deep with with TJ about because I, having coached uh, other lawyers, I know he will be familiar with all of that. But uh, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a thing. Um, hello, uh, which Bible to use? I personally, you know, the, the the contract of of law is in the King James sixteen eleven, so I have a copy of that. And Jackie Jacqueline Milne, who's an expert in the Bible, says that you know get one that you can understand. <laughs> so she would recommend something that's not got a whole bunch of you know language that you can't actually even get what the the meaning on the surface of the of a verse is so go for something that you can you can understand and and it's always good to just compare and contrast she spends time going to the hebrew and and looking at okay you know are there words here that have been swapped out could have meant something completely different are there words missing that that uh, take out some foundational ideas that the whole christian cult, I'll call it, has been perpetuating. So this I love about Jackie. She's really behind the scenes. Together, we offered the Primal Power course, God's Law Edition, to help people with their emotional stuck points, to see the programming and to see what actually is God's law, what is the will of God, and how can we work with that. So um, that is, uh, I believe I've taken it down, but you could still, if you if you request me to share a link with you, I would still allow people to to take part in that material for a short time. It again is by donation and um, the, like absolutely hours and hours and hours went into not only giving that course live, but, but all the preparation and materials that come along with it as well. So it's uh, it's um, a lot of value there. If you want it, you just have to private message me somewhere on Telegram, for example. I'm, I'm loving it. Lots of people are coming onto Telegram now finding me finally. I feel like I've been hiding there for a while. But let me see if I can grab you a link. Uh, so this, I believe, is the channel. And then if you go into the pinned comments, there's the chat as well. But if you can't find that, just private message me and, and ask me and let me know. So let's see, what else do we have coming up? Um, I think that's pretty much it. So, all right. The courts have to help you when you represent yourself, they they have to yep yeah and it sounds more and more like they want to right they just they just need you to be an adult self-responsible and be able to take care of yourself and you're not an imbecile an infant <laughs> all of those kind of things so that's what our really our big task is to grow up it's a big one 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to TJ once again for taking the time today. And I look forward to more opportunities with him as well. Uh, go through the show notes and see there's there's tons of stuff going on there. If you're looking for more of a baby law group, I've got the Manitoba Lawful Action Group. There's a sign up link below. If uh, you're looking for much more rubber meets the road and working through particular issues, people helping each other. Uh, we've actually an excellent new member. He is uh, he goes by the name of Carlos Pedos and on Telegram, and he's developed a process called the Remedy, working with the Canadian Constitution. We got very deep into it the last couple of nights. We had a four a.m. and last night a three a.m. hours and hours and hours of meeting. So I'll likely be having him on to talk about how that um, it, it is a trust agreement, just like TJ. There was a lot of overlap actually about how Carlos is seeing things, and he has a lot of experience and some really useful stuff from from the uh, recent past in our in our uh, COVID battle. So uh, etymology online is also yeah that's that's a, a wonderful one to to go and see where the the roots of the words are, and the language and the deciphering yep that cipher is a is quite a word there as well. Carl Lentz referred to it uh, as well. Yep, words are important. We're not just throwing those things around. They should be carefully chosen, and you should understand what you are saying. And uh, yeah, etymology. Yeah, exactly. It's a really fun thing. Really fun thing to look into. Words are fun. I like it. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all for now. I love you guys. And I look forward to seeing you on Monday. By the way, oh, good. I'm glad I remembered this. So I'm hosting Campbell Purvis of the Autodidactic Channel to talk about star forts and uh, mucked up timelines and... Uh, we were going to do the flat E because David Weiss was going to join them there. They've partnered up to do stuff, but it looks like poor David is in Mexico having a holiday. So it looks like it's going to be myself and Campbell and Jacqueline Milne is going to join us because she can point to all kinds of stuff in the Bible about the rise and fall of civilizations, how, for example, Tartaria could have very well existed. I mean, it's all it's all over the maps that there's like a hundred maps I saw Campbell showing of, of this exact, uh, you know, labeled manned lasses called Tartaria all over across the world. So this is going to be super interesting and I think incredibly relevant to, to what we're doing and, uh, you know, of course, what they've hidden from us, but what we can do as a result. And uh, that's interesting comment. The Bible is a trustee, the last will and testament. Uh, I've heard Jackie talking about the two witnesses where two or, or more are gathered and how that's the <clears throat> the Old Testament and the New Testament. A very interesting look on that. I love what TJ was saying, like about, you know, he came to, now I, as a rebel, will say break the law, right? So that's that's a little different, but he came to say, yeah, you don't have to, oh, you, you put that Q-tip in your ear and now you have to go sacrifice the lamb. No, <laughs> this is not the way, right? The, to me, that is... Um, taking the living, organic, breathing nature of the true Christian faith and making it a piece of wood, right? That's what Jesus criticized the Pharisees and and um, <clears throat> all of those. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 lifeless. It's 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 utterly um, unforgivable. Is another thing. Like how many people have been punished for nothing? How many innocent animals died for? nothing under that. And so thank God that Jesus came to turn that around. I'm super happy as well. And yes, maybe we should do something about uh, nerding out if you didn't catch 
David Jason Giaramita. He was very into etymology. It's been a while since I connected with him out of the UK because we got so focused on Canadian stuff more so. But uh, he's a real good one with the words and the etymology. So I definitely recommend checking out. I have two or three interviews on the King Heroes channel. And then he was also on the Choose Freedom Law Summit, which is on by donation. If someone can't afford that, by the way, then there is a free option. You just have to ask me for it. Alrighty. Well, I think I'm done for today. I love you guys a lot. We will see you Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time to talk about Starfords and timelines and the Bible and all kinds of fun. This is so fun for me. I mean, I like I like the law, but this is that it's a little bit more of a have to for me because I just won't be able to live with myself if I get you know to some place and going like, hmm, I wonder if I studied some things and taken some action and all that kind of thing. It was actually beautiful to to hear TJ just volunteer. The approach with the bonds that's that's comforting from a, a person in his perspective <clears throat> because it's uh you know it looks easier in the us than it is in canada but i think it's really the basic thing it's right there for us and yeah we got to stay on focused on canada because uh otherwise what is this isn't an academic subject here we're really trying to do shit so yeah i'm facing what's head on and thank you chadasana for your presence and all of your uh, help in the groups keeping people on the straight and narrow i do i do request if you come to my law groups please talk about law related things ask law related questions it's not even a good place for law memes in general because we're we're there for information and for the exchange of that so if you're only posting law related stuff then someone can make really serious use of that thread. There's, I try to go through it every single day, although it's blown up a little bit out of my my uh, realm right now. And uh, it's powerful because you guys are, are sharing, sharing real information and helping each other. So yes, please do keep it to law-related stuff. But if there's other fun things and other you know news or or sometimes scary shit, although I do call out excessive fear porn on my on my King Hero channel, but the King Hero channel is the place to bring more general stuff that. Uh, you know, controlled all up, I also call out. And uh, does anybody have a recommendation of somebody good to interview about controlled op? I don't feel super qualified. I just go with my spidey senses and then I get two or three confirmations and then I just generally don't go in that direction. So I'm not scientific in any way about it. But if you have any recommendations uh, and no, yes, no new stuff, please. We're all aware that COVID is a fraud and the jab is a poison. We get it. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, it's an echo chamber. Exactly. So no offense to anyone whatsoever. And please don't take offense when I ask you to keep it on on the uh, on the law subject. But and Jackal says Canada is easier. OK, well, all right. Well, I might have to stick around to get you to explain that comment, what that means. Canada is easier different and uh yeah so feel free to send me a message send me a short message just a, just a recommendation a lot of people send me messages if you send me a book then i might have to read it uh sometime later if if you send me a short message with something that i can dig into that helps if you send me media tell me why you're sending the media or if you're sharing media to really any group, what a courtesy it would be. Here's why I'm sharing this. Here's what I want you to see about it. Because otherwise it might just fall on deaf ears. And if someone doesn't have the time to look in or it doesn't look, you know, to be something that they can make use of, then it will just be for naught. Oh, right. Great jurisdiction. Canada law is beautiful. 
Good for you. Good, good image. Oh, and another announcement. If you don't know already, I have got Amanda Ridding of the stand for the in Canada and Alphonse Fagiolo of his own operation in the States coming together on April 6th. So I had Cal Washington and Alphonse to, you know, kind of duke it out. I was really, I didn't, and, and that was, it, it turned out beautifully. I love that really solved a whole bunch of things for me. And, uh, and now, so Amanda and, and Alphonse are going to collaborate. Alphonse uh, actually said that when he listens to Amanda, it's like a female version of him talking. And then I had a second person say exactly the same thing. So I think everybody's pretty relieved to have someone like Amanda and stand for the Jane Scarf. And I'm also going to be hosting Rebecca Shepard um, not too long next week. So a whole bunch of stuff coming up next week. Definitely stay tuned. I'll try to send an email in advance. I'm not that good at doing that. So if you if you want the advanced knowledge and don't want to just be surprised, um, then my Telegram is a really good place. That's one place I'm I'm really tuned in. I post everywhere. I check out notifications everywhere, but I'm really tuned in with Telegram. Alrighty, preach to those who need to hear it. You have to remind yourself that sometimes. Oh yes, amen. That's so important. Do not allow your words to fall on deaf ears and uh, throw pearls at the sweet, uh, the feet of swine, <laughs> the sweet of pine. Something I was going to mangle that, and uh, that's great. We've got a bunch of people signing up for a whole bunch of things here. That's that's very good. Yeah, the show notes always have all my details. Hello, Junk Crusaders. Uh, Sturgis, Sturgis, nice to meet you. Nice to see you. A lot of people, not a lot of new people on the channels. Super, super great to to have you. I'm I'm thrilled to have the channels growing. And uh, thank you, yes, Rebecca, too. Exactly, I couldn't leave her out. We finally connected yesterday and set a date. I believe for the thirty something or other. Uh, could be the thirty. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to get my act in gear and put all that together. So yeah, the whole crew is a blessing stand for the, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And I just can't even imagine what that conversation between her and Alphonse, uh, pardon me, uh, Amanda and Alphonse is going to look like. Shade is a gem. He has the, the biblical side of things really handled. I know they have a regular Zoom meeting Friday nights. I'm, I think I'm going to try to, is it Friday? It's Friday. <laughs> So today might be a chance to actually catch it. We'll see if, if I can get it live. They always post it to their YouTube channel as well. And um, yeah, Amanda's really just on fire to help people. So it's it's time to take her up on that. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all I got for now. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your weekend. Uh, we will see you Monday, 5 p.m. back here on this bad channel. Bat channel. So not bad channel. All right. <laughs> Bye for now.